Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome to episode 65. Look, I won't lie, wedding planning can be extremely stressful. But if you stay organized and on top of your wedding to-do list, then it is actually a really magical time in your life and it can be a lot of fun. I would say though that the last month of your wedding planning is the busiest and if you are not organized or you don't know what needs to be done, then that last month can be extremely stressful, exhausting and pretty much just a big blur later. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about what you need to get done in the last month that would help that time be more memorable for you for the right reasons. I would also advise that if you're listening now and thinking, oh, I am way off the last month, so I'll come back to this, then hold tight and stay with me here because it can be worth looking at some of this earlier in the planning. And you'll also get some great tips that can impact those earlier planning tasks as well. Now, I felt it was appropriate, considering today's podcast topic, that this episode was brought to you by the Manage My Wedding free app, because this one tool, which is at your fingertips at any time of the day you need, will help you manage your guest list, your budget, and help you stay on track with a detailed to-do list. The premium app version will also guide you through mapping out your wedding day timeline and the day before timeline also. The premium version also allows you to invite anyone else into the app to work alongside your wedding with you, and you can export any of the data from the app that you need at any time. The exporting is helpful for when you need to give your stationer the guest list or for when you want to give the MC a run sheet and for many more reasons. You can download the free Manage My Wedding app in the Apple App Store And for those who don't have an iOS device, make sure you have subscribed on the Manage My Wedding website so that you can get a copy of the new digital tools that are coming out soon to help you plan your big day. So back to the topic of the last month. Now, if you are using the app, there is a category in the to-do list section of the app called the month prior, and you will find what I'm going to talk about now in that section, but of course, I will go into it much more detailed on each of those topics. There is also a list for the week prior, but there will be another episode next week that will cover that precious last week. So make sure after you listen to this episode that you come back for that one also. You really want to enjoy that final last week into the lead up for your big day. Now, firstly, let's talk about what I feel is the most important task at this point in the planning. And I say this is the most important at this point because the majority of your other wedding tasks are based around this and they can't be actioned without this being done. And that is the RSVPs. You need to finalise the numbers and you need to start getting harsh on those who you haven't heard from because this task can take ages and trust me, they don't RSVP. I talk about this in many of my podcasts and especially in podcast episode 52, which is my five tips for everything invites. In that episode, I give you some great suggestions to make getting your RSVP back, RSVPs back quicker. So go go and have a listen to that one if you haven't already. 
So send everyone a text you haven't heard back from and chase them and tell them you need to know within the next 24 hours. Deadline them so you aren't stressed and can move forward. I'm going to come back to the tasks you need to do in the last month once you have the RSVPs back. But let's move forward on other tasks. Let's pretend you have sent out that 24-hour deadline and are waiting on those responses. The next task we have is relating to the bridal parties. You need to check in with the bridal party at this point and see if they need any help. And I say this because usually in the last month it's your hens or your barks or your bridal shower or in other countries, as you call them, the bachelorette and bachelor parties. So see how the plans are coming together. Ask if they need any help. They'll usually say no to be polite, but I think ask them anyway because if they're having issues getting RSVPs back or they're having issues getting payments, then usually when the guests hear from the bride or the groom, they get straight onto it because they're like really embarrassed (laughs) that, that they had to get involved. Now, if you've already had those celebrations, then please make sure you thank your bridal party for all they have done or all that they did. And this is really important because it helps them look forward to your wedding day more and it also keeps them wanting to support and help you out if they know that you're appreciative. It's also important to check if your bridal party have done anything else you may have asked. So I like they're organising their own nude colour shoes or you needed them to go and have their outfits altered, make sure that's done. Check in with them because there's not very long left until the wedding day. Now a tip here, and this is an actual task in the last month of the app, but it's also an important tip. Have all your bridal party members had a final fitting or have they at least tried on their attire? This includes men, women and also any little children involved because I remember my brother he lives in a different state at the time when I got married he doesn't now but he lived in a different state and the suits that we picked for the men were only available in certain states and also the flower girls and the page boys I had to order them and they were delayed so they didn't get to my brother and the flower girls and the page boy they didn't actually get to try on their outfits until a couple of days out for the wedding. So I was really stressed because I was like, what am I going to do if they don't fit? My mum was making my wedding dress and she was already under the pump because I kept losing weight because stress can do that. Plus I'm one of those people when I'm busy, I just tend to lose weight easily or I think a lot of people do in that last week. So poor mum was flat out. She would not have had time to help them. And luckily the flower girls and the page boys, they fitted and they were fine. But my brother I, on the wedding day, and I only found this out after the wedding, apparently he put on his shirt and it was massive. Like it just didn't fit him. And it was a 38 degree day. So he really couldn't take his jacket off until the reception begun because his, his shirt was just swimming underneath there. No one could see it, but it's not really nice for them to feel uncomfortable. So check with them, get them to have a fitting and and try and take away that stress. Next is your hair and makeup trial. Have you had these? Now, you can do this much earlier than a month out, but I put it in the last month because it's a nice idea to have these trials on, you know, your bridal shower or maybe a hen's party. But I only suggest that you do that 
if you know that they are good and you love their work, because if you have no clue about the person you picked or your mother-in-law forced you to have them and then you leave it this late in the planning, then if you're unhappy, you are going to struggle to find someone else who is available on your dates. So I always say only really get somebody to do your hair and makeup at your pre-wedding events if you know them already and you're already really happy with them. So get them to do the hair and makeup for those pre-wedding events and then once you've had the trial, at the end before they leave, just ask them to make some slight changes so then the guests don't actually see exactly what you're going to look like. So on my, my hair trial, I had my hair trial done on the day of a friend's wedding because I was like, well, I was going to need to get my hair done anyway. And I thought that's the perfect day. And then she just altered it. And she, it was amazing, actually. I actually truly now wish I went with that style that I had, <laughs> that she changed it to. <laughs> uh, I still loved my hair, but not as much as that other style. So, you know, I, I didn't really have that added extra cost because I was going to pay to get my hair done that day anyway. And my makeup artist, I didn't have a trial at all because she had already done my makeup as a bridesmaid for my best friend's wedding and I knew how much I loved her work. So try and have a think through that and decide what you're going to do. The next task is, I think it's such a fun one and hopefully it's something you already had well underway and completed, and that is the finalising of the song choices. Now, you would have started to put together a music list early in the planning And if you haven't, then you better get moving on that. And if you're stressed about it and you don't have time or you don't want to do it, then get the DJ or musicians to do it. That is their profession. They will know what to do. But you need to still advise them of a couple of songs that you want and these are imperative that you pick them and don't let them pick them. And there are um, seven of those. One is walking down the aisle. Two is signing the marriage certificate. Three is walking down the aisle together. Four is the reception entrance song. Five is the cake cutting song. Six, your first dance song. And seven, when you're departing the reception. And, you know, they're, I believe, the seven critical songs. So have them done as a minimum and send them to the DJ or your musician and also send your ceremony officiant the ceremony song choices as well. The next task is your wedding rings. So collect your wedding bands. Yes, you would have already ordered them earlier, hopefully. (laughs) So collect them, try them on and ensure they fit. And if not, organize some adjustments so they're then ready in time and ready the week of the wedding. Then the next task is to organize insurance on those wedding bands if they're a decent value. Like I know that my husband's, we didn't insure his because it wasn't very expensive what he wanted, but we insured mine because they were more value. So you should already have insurance on your engagement ring. So just call up and get the the wedding ones added as well. Now in the Manage My Wedding app, I have a task in the last month that is purely a gentle reminder and it is health and exercise. Now this, I cannot stress enough. This is very important because you want to be looking and feeling your best when you feel healthy, your confidence, oh, it just soars. So I don't mean go and run 20 kilometers a day at this point if you haven't been doing any exercise, but I mean doing the basics from now, right now. 
those basics are staying away from sugar and processed foods and drinking lots and lots of water. If you do anything, just do those three things. No sugar, no processed foods, and lots of water. If you do just those three, your skin will be shining and glowing and it'll just look healthy. You'll look healthy and you'll you'll feel so much better. Then if you can get active, I know some people physically can't, get active, go for a walk, lift some weights. Heck, get a personal trainer if you need it. Exercise gives you energy and helps you sleep. And in the last month of wedding planning, you desperately need both energy and sleep. I could absolutely stay on this topic for ages because I absolutely love good health and I think it's so important, but it's not my field of expertise. So I'm not going to go on about it too much, but I'm sure you get what I'm saying. And it's not about looking slim because we are all different and being slim does not mean healthy at all. That's just a total misconception. It is about how you feel on the inside. So anyway, I'm going to leave that one there. It's a whole mindset field, that one. I'm not going to go there. Next, we have the photographer. So get a list to the photographer of all the family photos you want after the ceremony. Give the list to the photographer and then to help them out, pick someone who knows all of those people and can help coordinate getting them in front of the photographer, especially if you have a big family. I mean, your photographer does not need the added stress of trying to find all those people and trying to get them there for the photograph. So they're really going to appreciate if you do that. Then we move on to the ceremony tasks. So what tasks, and I feel like I'm saying tasks because <laughs> I'm saying this word so much. So what tasks need to be completed in the last month of your ceremony to run smoothly? Most times a celebrant or priest or whoever is running your ceremony will be onto this, but it's always good for you to know and to follow up if you haven't heard from them. And trust me, some of you won't know, unfortunately. But the tasks of the ceremony that need finalising in these final weeks are one, the order of your ceremony. So these are the timings and what happens when. Two, your vows. Have you finalised your vows? And please don't leave this to the last week as they're then going to be rushed and you get a bit stressed and busy in the last week and you won't have time needed for this special part of the ceremony. So really make sure that's done. And three, service booklets. If you're having them, finalise the service booklets and have them finalised, proofed and ready to go for printing. And if there are guests doing readings, make sure they are still comfortable doing the reading before you get them printed. The next task is speeches. Decide who is speaking and in what order and then ask or tell each person who is speaking that they only have five minutes or whatever it is you decide but try to be strict so they don't drag on. And we all know long speeches can equal bored guests if it's not funny or entertaining. So be strict on that. Tell them the time and tell them what they have to stick to. When also planning speeches, make sure one of you is covering the thank yous it's important. It's not missed as you, so many people have made an effort and helped make your wedding day as special as what it is. So it's, it's really nice to thank them during the speeches and make them feel good. Once the speeches order is finalized, move on to the task of finalizing the MC script. And you can't do that MC script until you've finalized that, that speeches order. That's why I say that first. 
So being an MC, <laughs> it's daunting for some. It's actually daunting for most of the people that you've asked. I'd say 2% of people are calm about it. The rest, are, it's, it's stressful. They want to do a really good job. So help them feel more at ease with the timings and the names of those being introduced and those that are speaking. Help them understand how to pronounce those names. We all know that, you know, there's some big names and different names these days, so we don't want the MC to feel embarrassed on the day. You can print off the timings and details from the big day section of the app, which is the timeline broken down, and you can add in the names in there also, so it's all in the one spot. Now let's talk about catering tasks. And this is not the reception catering, but this is additional catering you might need to think about and order ahead of time. So do you need food for the bridal parties the day of the wedding when everyone is getting married? Or do you need to assign anyone to making some food or picking up any food or drinks? Do you need bubbles for the transport vehicles? Do you need to make any restaurant bookings for the day before the wedding? Because I know that the day before my wedding, we had a rehearsal at, I think it was about 10 o'clock in the morning and all the bridal party came. And then after that, we went straight for lunch. And we told everyone to invite their partners and our parents came and the MC came so he could meet everyone. And, you know, it ended up being, I think there was like 30 of us in total. So you've got to make sure you know those, those bookings that you need so you can get in and get them sorted. Then there is the post-wedding gathering. So are you having a gathering the day after the wedding? Do you need to organise any food or ask your parents if they're doing that? Also let the guests know if it's BYO or if you don't want the hassle, can you book a space at a local pub or a bar and then ask everyone to take care of their own? So have a think about what you prefer and what you decide. Just don't leave it to the last week or you may not find anywhere to hold it or you just won't be organised. Okay, so I'm getting down to the end of these tasks in that final month now or really I should say at the four weeks out mark because you need to look at these really at about four weeks or or slightly earlier. I've only got a few left, so hang in here with me. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) One task, which is actually several small tasks when I think about it, and that is organising anything you need at the venue. So those things you might have or want, these are personal choices really, and they are things like toasting glasses, Or uh, do you need guest books? Or do you need a cake knife or cake bags? You know, these things, they need to be purchased if you don't already have them and they need to be given to the venue. And then you need to ask someone responsible that doesn't drink preferably and might have driven to collect these at the end of the night and take them home with them. Oh, and especially wedding gifts too, you know. That's why I say make someone responsible because there might be a lot of money in a wishing well where you might have a lot of gifts. And many venues at the end of the night don't actually let you leave stuff anymore and this is changing and becoming more common. So you can ask your venue but I always say try and remove what you can anyway because, you know, they've got cleaners in there, they're changing rooms over, you you don't want really anything to um, go missing. And if you're like, oh, I could potentially want these things, but you know, we've just run out of budget. Go and speak to people in your family. Go and ask your grandparents or your parents or your favorite auntie and ask them, 
do they have any special toasting glasses or a special cake knife that's been in the family or that they use for their wedding? Because that way you're incorporating something old and, and it's really nice and traditional to try and use something that's been in the family for quite some time. Now, let's go back to that 24-hour deadline that you gave your wedding guests. So you told them you, they had 24 hours to RSVP back. Let's say that time's now passed and you have all the answers. <laughs> and let's hopefully think you have all the answers because I'm sure there's some you won't know. <laughs> but let's go with you do, with that, that you do have all those answers. What needs to be done now, now that you have those final numbers? One, you need to tell the suppliers and the venue your final numbers so they can do what they need to do from their end, which is things like order food and organise staff. Two, put together your floor plan. Yes, the dreaded floor plan that you all avoid or feel stressed about when you think about it. And let me tell you, this takes time, so give this time. If this is you and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling really stressed, I don't even know where to begin with this, then go back and listen to Episode 8, which is a simple guide to sorting your seating plan because I, I um, cover it there and I help you understand where you should be sitting people and how. I'm also currently working on some new tools that will help you seat all your guests easily and you'll be able to sit down and map it out with me basically guiding you step-by-step the way. So I'm really excited for that to launch over the next couple of months. So keep an eye out for that. I don't want to say too much more about that one there. Three, pass the numbers along with names to your wedding stationer so that they can make a start of your printable items like your place cards, your menus, your seating chart, your service booklets, and anything else you may have them printing. But I suggest you map out the floor plan first as you can give this to them. That way it'll help them put things in order. So if they know who's sitting at table one, they can have all those place cards for table one put together and in order of who's sitting next to who because otherwise you'll get all these place cards back. And if you've got 200 guests, it's going to take you ages to go through and find each name and put them in their correct table number bunches. And you do not want to leave that with your venue either because they're busy enough and you don't want them to make a mistake. Then number four is make final payments if due to suppliers like your florist, your honeymoon, your hairdresser, your makeup artist, stylist, venue, musicians, cake maker and the list obviously goes on and on so make sure you've made those final payments because when you make those final payments you're also just checking and reconfirming that they've definitely got your date booked in and everything's ready to go and ah now I can take a breath oh I did a lot of talking then and I need to take a breath and I need lots of water after this actually because I you know I did go through quite a lot then there was quite a fair bit to cover, as you can tell. So I really want you to look at these tasks as early as you can and get cracking or split them up with people you're happy to share the load with. Look at one task each day and just work through it. Make that last month enjoyable and stay organised and make sure you come back here next Monday and listen to my list of those tasks you need to tackle in the last week because some of them you could even get sorted earlier if you're really a super organised crazy person like me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, 
you know, it's just so important, this end bit of the planning. And if you just haven't done these things, then you're really going to be having some late nights and not feeling your best on the wedding day. So there you have it. And if you found today's podcast useful, I would love to hear from you. Simply leave a review in the Apple's podcast app or Stitcher, and you'll automatically go in the draw to win a bridal pack full of wedding day goodies to the value of $100. Plus, if you leave a review on the Manage My Wedding app, and our Facebook page as well, then you will receive three entries, tripling your chances of being drawn as our lucky monthly winner. Also remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to hear the new episode each Monday morning. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organised while planning the wedding of your dreams. <music>